Today on the podcast, old radio audio, a Maz Compton must-watch, kitchen hacks, stocks, Dutch ovens, pet peeves. <laughs> what a list. Mm. Um, with the old radio tapes of you, Lakey, from your early radio days, I wonder, should we do it? Do We're doing you tomorrow. Oh, the MTV files. Yeah. Uh, okay. Mm. Will you be just as bright-eyed and bushy-tailed as I? Are we really? Yeah. Oh, no. Ooh, found some old audio. So will there be some old video is it as well video, attached is to this? Is it or MTV or is this stuff or is it radio stuff? It's a bit of both. <laughs> <laughs> That's so embarrassing. Um, well, that'll be oh, something. I should have gone so easy on you today. <laughs> that'll be something to look forward to. Um, oh, I should have seen that coming. I've been in this game long enough to know. Mm, yeah. You're not just going to embarrass one co-host of a no. duo. It's got to be fair. Yeah, it's got to be fair. And uh, then maybe on Thursday, I'll find some old audio of the shy guy doing his thing. Ooh. Yes. No. Nah. Yeah. No. No one needs to hear that. No, it is hilarious. That is actually his funny stuff. I've heard it before. And uh, I'd love to, I'd very <laughs> much like to hear that again. No, it is funny. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, no. Also, uh, what have you been doing incorrectly in the kitchen? Bit of kitchen hack, Goss. Uh, you thought yeah. you knew how to boil rice, did you? Well, think again. Everyone's been doing it wrong. Yeah. Um, Jennifer in Vancouver, who's a food scientist, is the only person on the whole planet mm. that has been doing it right. But I'm spreading her message. Yeah. So that's good. I bet the Japanese feel real sheepish about that one. ASX listed company game. Uh, if you're in the stock game, if you like to trade, if you're one of the great Toro warriors, then this will really speak to you. Uh, also, the origin of the Dutch oven. Where did it come from? Not from Denmark. From my poop shoot. No, I probably came from Denmark. Um, poop pe- shoot is such a... <laughs> oh, it's much better than other words. Poop shoot. Crap snapper's a good oh, one. Crap, crap snapper. snapper. <laughs> oh, I haven't heard that. Um, yes, so the crap snapper. Slang names for bums we should do tomorrow Let's on the show. Can we do it early? Yeah, slang names for arsehole. Yeah. Um, pet peeves as well. So that's... Good. We check on the progress of how Maz has been doing with the dishes. Nope. And uh, the big G, he's got a, a new task as well. Relationships are a two-way street. I shouldn't know. You will know because you're in one, mate. Enjoy the podcast. Partner Pet Peeves is what we talked about last week and we're revisiting and think of this like a, the Pet Peeve policeman <laughs> and making sure that all partners are in order. The courtroom of couples quandaries. I am a firm advocate of stamping out early in a relationship things that just irk a little bit about the partner. Because there are couples out there that go, oh, it's, it's just a pet peeve. Oh, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. I'll learn to deal with it. No, don't let it bubble away. What, um, what blows my mind about this scenario is that like you technically haven't been in a relationship <laughs> ever, ever, in your whole life, ever. Which is, I'm not, so I'm not brainwashed as to what it needs to be. That's right? why I think I'm, I'm appreciating mm. this fresh perspective mm. where you're saying there are some things that live in pet peeve territory and there's other things that are unacceptable and can yes. be stamped out. Yes. So let's have the conversation. The best thing over the weekend, she hates when I wipe my fingers on my shorts. Like, oh. as in, I'll get food and grease and like KFC grease and I'll just wipe them on my clothes. And she's like, oh, for, for months. Napkin, well, for months she said that. I'm like, there's no need. I've got the shorts right here. I, I'm wearing a napkin. No, and, shorts are not a wearable napkin. Well, That's not why they were designed. Anyway, I have been quite stubborn that I will continue wiping my mouth and fingers on my shorts and inside of my T-shirt. Okay. And over mm. the weekend, I did it after a big KFC meal and she just looked, shook her head and just let out the biggest burp. 
Oh. <laughs> I thought, oh, this is a new station. She is your dream there, woman. <laughs> <laughs> oh. uh, so, but who we've got on the line right now? Glenn, 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 Glenn. Maz Compton's lovely husband. Glenn, 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 Glenn. Overall rooster. Hi, Glenn. Morning, Glenn. Hi. Hi, everyone. Hi, everyone. Now, on Thursday, Big G, you dropped the bombshell that Maz Compton does have a pet peeve that irks you a little bit around the house of her putting yep. the knives and forks especially in the dishwasher dryer stack rack. of it. The, the dish, dish rack. rack, sorry. Yeah, dish rack. In the dash rack, yeah. Not in the, the specific part, in the dash rack, just with all the plates and the bowls, like chaos. Yeah. It sounded yeah. like. Yeah. Painful. I'm le- I am legit getting all of the... Uh, Cutlery right now, out of the bottom. Oh no! See, I would argue this is so even. This... Someone hasn't actually learned her lesson. No, and we we <laughs> spoke to someone. We spoke to someone on Thursday who got very upset that their partner didn't put their rubbish away in the certain bins. This is almost worse than that because you are going. No, it would be like someone getting an aluminium can, seeing the recycling bit of the bin, and then just chucking in general waste anyway. Yeah, that's what makes it more frustrating. I feel you, Glenn. I just think it's not top of mind because I'm just an efficient person. So I'm just rushing through it because I've got other things to do. That's all. But it's not efficient when you yeah. when you bring it back out, is it? Like it would be efficient if you put it there, maybe sacrifice an extra what point okay. two of a second, so okay. that when the big G now his turn, this is what you don't see. This is behind the scenes. Your loving husband putting the dishes away, gritting I his can teeth, guarantee and he's put up with it for too long. This is the first time he's done this first. at eight forty five in the morning. <laughs> I am the dish fairy yes. in this family. Yes. Okay, yes. dish fairy. Mm. Well, he, I I'm happy to cut a deal. Okay, so I will. I can try my hardest to be better at stacking the dishes. I will make a concerted effort to try and put the things in the right way because apparently there's a right and a wrong way. Good progress. The right, the plates. I know I do the plates at the wrong angle and I do when I do the baking trays that I get, I understand what I'm, all the things I'm doing wrong. I will try and improve if... I will. Great. So I've, I've communicated that correctly. Yeah. Yes. If... <laughs> Oh, you can try to stop doing the thing that you do that is my pet peeve about you. <laughs> oh, which one? <laughs> There's yeah, a sure, list go. here. I'm, so I'm just going to know. So the one thing that uh, on the top of the list is only a couple of things that really shit me to tears yeah, about you. That's one. one for one. So just yeah, one for one. one. The one thing. The one thing. <laughs> could you... Not leave your socks lying around the house Whoa. this week. Whoa. Could you walk in the door, leave your shoes at the door, take your socks <laughs> off, put them somewhere else, and let's see how we go. Let's do a check-in in 24 hours. Yes? That, yeah. Like, yeah. That's sure. a yes. It's hard. No, it's it, not hard. <laughs> it's not difficult. No, true. I can probably do that. Okay. I've got to say, we got ourselves a nice little deal here. Yeah. We've got to do. Relationships are all about sacrifice. Yes. And, compromise. Uh, compromise. And Glenn will do exactly what you do and put the socks we'll right, next, right next to the washing machine. Let, you know, because no. it's as good as, as good as there, isn't it? It's nice and efficient. My demo tape in, in the biz. This is what young budding radio announcers send off to other bosses in, in higher positions, hoping to get hired for a better position That's because it. they think this is their best gear. And obviously listening back 10, 11 years later, like any job, you say, oh, God, wasn't I a young idiot back in the day? My intentions were pure. Exactly. You could see what I was trying to do. I was just too excited and too over the top, yeah. I think. Yeah, you were very excited, a young Danny Leakey. Midnight to 5 a.m. on the dial. That's where you start. All pre-recorded, not live, by the way. Mm. Way too scared to go live back mm. in the day. It's a big moment in a radio announcer's career when they drop the pre-records. 
Like now? And go for the lives. Yeah. Right now. If this wasn't live, could I do this? Probably. Well, you still could. Well, I could. <laughs> Just totally leave it could. in the edit. But I won't. And um, I didn't. And I don't. All right. Well, well <laughs> okay. let's go to this second one. You were talking. Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, we can play first. Okay. Okay. Hashtag live. <laughs> right around the country, live and nationwide on oh. Truck Radio. It's an all Aussie first hour. You know what that means. There's a heap of washed up Australian idols getting a heap of airtime. Like Altian Child. <laughs> I caught him at Westfield the other day. He was playing in front of at least 11 or 12 people. I don't know what I'm doing it for anymore. You know, like... I would rather be a forklift driver. Oh, you heard it here first. Alty and Charles, Ordinary Man on Truck Radio. It's an all-Aussie first hour. And I, don't yeah. I don't mind that. It, I don't no, mind that. fine. Had the record scratch. What I like is that it is so you. Mm. Yeah. Like your personality comes mm. through. Like it's the true essence of Danny Lakey, but just in this like young jock. Yeah. It's so yeah. funny. Dodgy, arrogant execution, 21-year-old. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mind that one. I think it's likable. Yeah. I think if it's fun because it's just you be you haven't really changed no. your approach very much, <laughs> yeah. which is good. You sound older, but that's it. Mm. Yeah, stick to what you know. Mm. Um, all right, let's get into this third one. So play that and then we'll get it. Oh, love it, I think. On the red eye, we're doing it live and nationwide. Danny and Foyer, 13, 12, 16 for your request. These guys are the new artists to radio winners for 2011. They are going to be massive uh, by this time next year. New single from them, She's So Fine, Nine Sons of Dan. New tunes on Hit Music Station. With that band. Oh, yeah. So I've got the actual song. Oh, great. Yeah, she's, so, yeah she's So Fine. Sounds like this. Mm. Oh, you got to go. Oh, do you? Yeah, oh, yeah, here we go. Yep, yep. Yep. And it was a big song for a little I while. I do remember it. Was, it. I was friends with them. Vaguely. So that was probably why I was trying to give them a little plug what as well. What was the band? Nine Sons of Dan. Were They're they... from Coffs Harbour. Was this, were Nine Sons of Dan and Five Seconds of Summer around at the same time? Nine... And Five Sons just went Nine, Yeah, Nine Sons of Dan were just before. Just yeah. And I, I wouldn't be surprised if Nine Sons of Dan, if Nine Sons were was saying, <laughs> Nine oh, Sod. Damn it. Yeah. It's Nine Sod. <laughs> nine Sod. When Five Sons came along, this might be a problem. This might be a big problem yeah. for us. Yeah. yeah, and in the end of the day, it's just musical potluck, isn't it? Because they were good-looking Look, guys. They were musically well, talented. They could, and have, they could have done great Nine things. Nine Songs yeah. of Dan was 2010. Five Sauce 2014. So yeah. Four years Oh, later. okay. So they were, okay. Yeah. Sure. But you'd um, always see, like, on Nine Songs of Dan's Facebook pages, yeah, we're about to go tour. And you're like, oh, these guys oh, got yeah, massive. they're going to blow up. And then, they, and then Five Sauce just got in their way. Yeah. So and, they, then to be, and doing, let's face it, what Short Stack paved the way for. <laughs> Sure. sure. We're gonna look at it that way. <laughs> so they've had a total of twenty seven thousand streams. Pop band. Twenty seven thousand streams 27... since twenty ten. Oh, oh, okay. And they average on oh. Spotify two hundred monthly listens. Oh, which isn't terrible. Oh, okay. not. I don't know if they are. The they're claim, doing all right. They're good. Guys. The claim that you claim to be. Uh, the biggest song, the biggest artist. Yeah, in, yeah. In the country. Danny Lakey exclusive. Yeah. These guys are going to blow up soon. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> blow up into a million pieces. All right, it's time for the Shy Guys ASX Code Scam. The butcher's got me off the rack. Can you stop with the lamb reference? <laughs> Just... So, this is similar to my Airports Codes <laughs> game where I read. Out in seven airport code is the ASX company code. So these are companies. So if you're trading stocks and stuff, you'll yeah. be across what these codes not, are. I'm not. Three letters. I don't have any standing stocks. for the company. Oh, I've made some big trades in my time. Have you? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Big lucrative deals. I'm like an oh, example yeah. from last week would be like HVN, which would be Harvey Norman. Harvey Norman. I only say that because I remember mm, it from yeah. last week, not because exactly. I. Yeah. Mm. I or if that. I said SXL, 
would be. Oh, that's Southern Cross Stereo. Yes. That's the company yes. that we oh, work yeah. for. Yes, our employer. So, uh, Stocks are at an all-time high, I believe, at the moment. I don't for know. I don't check that. Mm. Yeah. If you invested five years ago, you'd have about an extra 33% of your money right now. Okay. Mm. Good to know in yeah. hindsight, I guess. Yeah. You can't go back I in time and yeah. I skipped yeah. that. I deleted that email. <laughs> <laughs> no, there was a chance we could buy the, the shares on the cheap if you work for the company. Am I revealing company secrets? Maybe. Is it too late to say that? Okay. No, you as can an say employer, that. Okay. aren't you allowed to buy stocks in the company? Like yeah. they give you as it's part of your thing. Yeah. I purposely yeah. didn't do it because then I thought, oh, if I ever got annoyed with a company decision, I'd be double annoyed because I'm also now invested. Would you be allowed just... to invest in a competitor? Oh, yeah. No. Yeah. yeah. It's personal finance. Of course you can. You can do whatever you want. Oh, yeah, you can yeah, be allowed, okay. like, in, yeah. I don't know. Like I don't ARN. Know, I yeah. ARN. Well, I was trying to think of what the code was. Well, I've invested in all the radio stations because yeah, I can only yeah, see radio getting better and better in the future. Yeah, Why? <laughs> Uh, the meeting we work on, let's not can it too much. in Chili FM in Tasmania. <laughs> hey, that's part of the ARM branch that's now. ARN. And now that they drop Bryce Ruthven, it's going to go through the roof. That's the only reason oh. I know that Chili FM right. exists is because I read that article yesterday about Bryce. Oh, yeah, let's, yeah, let's go. Uh, okay, anyway, on with the game. There's a whole other thing, Matt. All right, ARM, so please tell me ARM. I'm going to read out <laughs> the AXX. ASX company name, and you need to tell me what the company is, okay? Yes, okay. So, question one. MPL. MPL. Monopoly. <laughs> no. MPL. MPL. And so, all the letters are in the thing. Yep. In the company name. In the company name, yes. Oh. I want to say Maya. No. Publicly no. listed no. company. No. MPL. Come on, Lakey. Nah. What do you mean, no? Medibank so, Private. Oh. Medibank Private. No L in that, is by the way. L? Well, the company name is Medibank Private Limited. Yeah. There's Limited. Real. This is what's going to throw us. There's Medibank. too many PTYs and LTDs getting around in this game. Okay. There's a lot of L's, all right? Q A N. Qantas. Qantas is correct. S E K. S E K. Mm. This is so hard. Just say it. Just say. Oh, just just say it. Oh, so, oh, no, oh. Is that how it works? Oh, sorry. The hymns. Sick. Oh, just say it. They're a website. Sick. <laughs> is that it? <laughs> Comsec. No. Commonwealth Bank. What is it? S E S E K. It's a website. It's a careers website. Sick. There we go. Oh, <laughs> I think you need to drop a clue nice and early because these are different. And you're just going sec. Sec.com. Sec. What's sec? Sec. Uh, B-E-N. B-E-N. Yep. Ben. Um. If the clue will give it away. <sighs> That's what clues are for. Yeah, I'd recommend it's the a clue at this stage. It's a bank. Bank West? No. Bendigo, Bendigo Bank. Bendigo Bank. Right. Nice. Ben, oh, B-E-M, Bendigo. Oh, oh, out wow. loud. All right. This is a difficult game. It this is. This might be a hard one. Oh. Well, drop a clue nice <laughs> and early then. Um, food is your clue. Okay. DMP. DMP. Donut King. No. DMP. D. DMP. M. P. DMP. Dairy Farmers. Wrong. Food. Food. Fast food. Slow food. 
Uh, actually, it's fast food. It's fast food. Domino's? Domino's. Domino's. Domino's Pizza Enterprise. Domino's Pizza. Pizza. Dang. Owned by Collins Food Group. Is it? Is it? Yeah. How do you know that? CFG. KFC, Domino's, Taco Bell. My favourite three. But then... All by Colin. Wouldn't Collins be on the ASX, not BMP? No, I think that's in the US. Ah. You got any more? Yeah. FLT. Beg your pardon? (laughs) FLT. (laughs) FLT. Can you give like a category? Um, Flights. Flight Centre. Flight Centre. Flight Centre. I couldn't think of anything else. What's that? Guy in a pilot hat on the ad. I don't know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> lowest price is guaranteed. Yeah, oh, the captain's deal. The captain's deal. Um, Fiji five nights for two five nine nine PP. <laughs> nice one, captain. A- Jeez, they still haven't bounced back, by the way. Share price wise. No, they haven't. A I X. A I S. Million bell. A I X or X? A I X. X. A I X. Australian Index no. Fund. Can you give a like? Is there travel? A- International. Um, Ansett. <laughs> airports. It's an airport. It's Sydney, an airport. Sydney airport. No. It's an airport. It's an airport, and it's not in Australia. This is the airport codes game again. Yeah, but it's not the code of the airport. What? The airport is a publicly listed company. The this actual airport. airport. Yeah. I'm so confused. Heathrow, Dubai. No. no. Abu Dhabi. A. No. A. A. I. X. Singapore. A. U. A. U. C. Auckland. Auckland International Airport. That's a company? It's a company. No, yeah. that's a crossover. That that's doesn't. Not, it's a company it's on a, the no, ASX. This is the game of the airport. game. I don't care the how. The game was airport code. How rich I get. Code? I am never investing in the Auckland Airport. No! Well, they're doing well. Are they? Are they? <laughs> they're doing quite well. Or Mark Chucker Tenery. We've been cooking rice wrong, guys, apparently. Everyone. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Yeah, Jennifer from Vancouver. She's a food scientist, so she would know what she's talking about. Uh, She reckons everyone in the whole entire world has been cooking rice incorrectly. She has the way to do it where it can be perfectly fluffy rice every single time. So let's just do a quick survey of the room of which one other person is in. You, Mm. Lakey. How do you normally cook your rice? So for a long time, I realized that I hadn't been rinsing the starch out of it. I'd always have this real sticky, gross rice just turned into sticky rice pudding. But now, so I'll put it in a colander. I'll rinse it under the tap for a minute. Mm -hmm. Then I'll put it in. I'll just eyeball some water. I boil it. And then I just taste with a wooden spoon every five minutes until I like it. And then I'll leave it back in the colander and I'll leave it to dry and aerate. And about two hours later, I just pour it. I bulk cook. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just pour it. That's fine. Yeah, and then I pour it all into a Tupperware container, keep it in the fridge. It lasts for about three or four weeks. So I do pretty much the same thing. I'll do a rinse under the tap to get all the starch out and then I'll measure like a cup of, say, jasmine rice. You put one and a half cups of water measure it out, and then you boil the water until the water evaporates, and then you've got some fluffy rice. I usually leave it in the saucepan off the heat for like five Mm. minutes Mm. to like steam and get all, yeah. So that's how normal people, and I would argue every single person in the world has been cooking rice Mm. forever, Jennifer, who has said, so she's revealed the way that we need to cook rice, and it's, (laughs) it's kind of genius. So it's annoying because I don't like being wrong. So Jennifer has said the best way to cook rice is to cook rice how you cook pasta. And how do you cook pasta? Well, basically the same without rinsing it. Right. So she's saying don't rinse your rice, 
chuck your rice into a huge pot of water and boil it on a low boil for about 12 minutes and then chuck it in the colander, don't even rinse it, and it's done. So she's taken out two essential steps, no measuring, no rinsing. How would the starch get out? Because you've put so much water in there. You've got So you've got so much water in there. that So you know how you would boil pasta, how you boil it in a pot of water and there's heaps of water and then the pasta's in there and then you, rin- you right, drain yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she's saying heaps of water, bit of rice, drain it out, okay. problem solved, White fluffy rice for okay. all. Okay. Fair Thanks, enough. Jennifer. It does take out two essential steps, which I kind of like. It's yeah. a good kitchen hack. Yeah, no, fair enough. I'm going to try it. It's not a bad kitchen hack. No more. So you don't have to rinse before and then measure mm. and then like a, take it out again. It's just, it's like a one step trick. Mm. I love it. Reminds me of my great kitchen hack. If you want to freeze uh, bottles or cups, Put them in the water freezer. quickly. Oh. Put them in the fr- yeah. We put them in the freezer. Yeah, but that's not all. What you else? get a, a moist uh, paper towel and wrap it around the cup, so that freezes very quickly and acts as like an insulator, mm. little esky sort of situation. Freezes it in quicker, double the time, quick half, half the, the time. time, half the time. <laughs> if it was freezing in double the time, that's not a kitchen hack. Uh, a daddy lakey classic slow freeze. <laughs> slow freeze. No, yeah. Oh my god, the yeah. slow freeze. Oh, the slow freeze. Slow cooker. Now we're cooking with gas. Now my sexy brain's going. Okay. Um, so no, yeah. You put, put that around. That's a good one. Yep. There's more out there. I if, know it. If your knife's covered in peanut butter, suck all the peanut butter off first because otherwise it gets all in the brush. Hard to rinse. Suck first. Wash yeah, later. Yeah, okay. But also just I've got to do a word of warning with that one. Like mm. don't lick a knife. No, That's the, the blunt one. The blunt ones. The cutlery knives. Not oh, the, like the not butter the knives? Ones. Yeah, the spread knives. Still, if there are kids listening, don't ever lick a knife, child. No. It's probably not the best solution. Well, your mum should be spreading your peanut butter for you until you're at least 11 or 12. So, <laughs> should she now? Yeah, suck okay. the knife. Another one, don't have to peel carrots. That tastes the same with the skin on. I agree Ball. with you. We try not to peel our vegetables. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Because that just goes into, if that goes to landfill, mm. that's just warming up the planet. Mm. That's probably why the yep. climate change is happening. Hates me a warm planet. People are peeling their vegetables unnecessarily. You can brush a potato. You don't need to peel it. Mm. Okay. So 131060, what are we doing? Kitchen hacks. Oh, man. kitchen hacks. There's so many. There's, well, you, kitchen tips, kitchen hacks. Yeah. I wouldn't even have thought that you sous chef over there know. would know so many. <laughs> really surprised myself. So people who actually cook all the time, mm. we've probably got a few more. Here's a go. Hi, Karen. Hi, guys. How are you? Good. What's Good. your kitchen hack this morning? Oh, look, it's a great one for salads or if you want to just put some cherry tomatoes in your pasta. Mm. So you get two small plates. Now, whether they're bread and butter plates, turn them upside down so they're going to be bottom to bottom. Mm-hmm. You lay your cherry tomatoes on one and you get the other one and you just lightly sandwich the cherry tomatoes between them. Yeah. You then get your sharp knife and you slice between the plates. This then cuts multiple cherry tomatoes in half, also saves lots of fingers in the process. She's bloody done it. She's bloody done it. That, that is amazing and also very well articulated because I pictured mm. the whole process and it 100% makes sense in my brain. And I thought or you were just trying to stop the squirting. But you've actually... No. You've, it's bulk cutting. Well, I didn't oh, mean it like that. No, I didn't. No, that was that was all Karen, mate. That was all Karen. Um, there comes a time in, in everyone's life where you've got to realise what's the Mexican wave all about and where did it form? Well, I just assume Mexico. You'd assume right. Um, Mexican <laughs> wave. Great conversation. <laughs> there we go. Uh, 7.25. Okay. Um, 
No, well, it, uh, Mexican wave's good fun, right? And I was thinking, so why do they call it the Mexican wave? Yes. Is it because it formed in Mexico? Uh, contrary to popular belief, the Mexican wave actually started, uh, it was originated in Seattle five years prior to the 1986 Mexican World Cup. Really? So it was invented in America, but it actually really hit the mainstream at the 1986 World Cup that was held in Mexico. That's where we saw it for the, the first time. The whole world was watching. And it became the Mexican mm. wave. And the Mexicans really loved it. They did laps of the stuff. I think they've still got the record to this day. Because you see, like, the Aussies will try to do it, and like, there'll just be a few people like, halfway around the stadium that just hey. don't care for it. Like, yeah. Come on, guys. You're the blip in the chain. If you hey. show enthusiasm. Um, yeah. Know, and then it goes around once and everyone's like, oh, oh well, that was good for nothing, wasn't yeah. it? Okay, well, we'll probably watch the game again now. So the Mexican wave, uh, yes, it is indeed Mexican and was formed in the 1986 World Cup. Awesome. You then think about other things, okay. uh, like the Chinese burn. <laughs> is the Chinese burn actually Chinese? That's well, a great question. Yes, the Chinese burn is actually Chinese. Really? Yeah, it was came up because they're really good at martial arts and you grab someone's wrist and chuck them over your head and as oh. you chuck them over your head, it would, be, it, would, it, it would burn. It would burn the arm. So it wasn't like the Chinese just started grabbing each other's arms and Chinese burning. It was part of the process if you grab them by the wrist and wow. flip them over. So that's part of like a bigger move. Mm-hmm. It was actually originated in India. But once again, you know, the Chinese doubled down on it. An Indian burn, uh, something a little, something that's after a bad <laughs> madras on a Friday night. <laughs> Chinese burn is Chinese. Then so you think. Wait, that's like a spin off of a martial art, a form mm-hmm. of martial art. Yep. Chinese burn. That's yep. so good to know. They get enough Chinese burns these days. I remember grade five, that was all we did. It's because you're an adult now. Mm, good point. <laughs> what about the French kiss? <laughs> that's got to have originated in France. It did originate in, in France. In Paris, the city of love, surely. It was invented in, I think, 1906. Um, when during the First World War, all the Brits went over to France and saw that the French would kiss their ladies way more passionately than they'd oh. ever seen before. Okay. So it, the and so the peck was invented in eighteen ninety six. Ten years later, the French were sucking face and like, all right, yeah, French That's what kiss. That is French yeah. kissing. French kissing in the USA yeah. even. And of course, the final one, uh, your Dutch oven. Oh. That was invented by you, wasn't it? Originated <laughs> <laughs> in my bedroom in two thousand and thirteen. <laughs> So potent, originally called the Japanese microwave. And that's Compton Must Watch. Yes, let's talk about Halftime, which is the documentary about Jennifer Lopez. This is the one that you said a couple of weeks ago. Oh, you were raving about it. You saw the trailer, you watched a little bit of it, you've watched the full thing. I was trying to remember over the weekend. I was yeah. Like, that said something that needs to be watched. So we was going to text you. You should have. I, yeah. And then I would have just texted back half time. Mm. Check it out. Mm. So when you see a documentary titled Half Time, you would just make the assumption that it is purely going to be about J-Lo doing the halftime show for the Super Bowl, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's so much more than that. So you, so what they do, which is so clever, is you're like, I want to see what the whole rehearsal process is for the halftime show. How long do they rehearse? Why did J-Lo have to share the stage with Shakira? Why did they have to put two Latinas mm. on the stage at the Super Bowl? Well, I read she wasn't happy about that. She wasn't. Right. And I don't know if Shakira was either, but they worked it out because collaboration is how we're going to save mm. the world, and that's excellent. And so you go into this doco you, and you see J, a young J-Lo getting on a TV show as a dancer, and then you see her sort of dabble in acting, and then she figures out that she can sing. So she's a triple threat from way back, and she's really geared towards the acting stuff more than the dancing stuff. And then the pop career came later, which I didn't ah. even realise. I thought it went singing, then dancing, then acting. No, 
It went dancing. Because it was a thing like in about 1999, on a night like this. Pre that. Way before that. Way before that. She's mm. acting and dancing before she's even singing. There was this, even this little bit because she's got sisters and she said out of the sisters, she was not the singer. And I was like, well, you, you're okay at singing, so your other sisters must be pretty miffed that you are the successful yeah. singer. Jackie Lopez is salty. <laughs> The other J-Lo. So it's, what I love is that you get the whole backstory on the halftime show and why she was sharing the stage with Shakira and the process behind that, the choreography, the dances, the rehearsals, how involved she is in the whole creative process. Mm. And then there's this little side storyline about the big old Oscars snub. So she was in this movie that was her idea called Hustlers, which did really well and got her nominated for an Oscar, but she didn't win the Oscar. And it's around the same time as the halftime shows playing out. So you see this whole other side. So you see her dancing and singing career peak with the halftime show at the Super Bowl and her acting career peak with an Oscar nomination that she doesn't win. Here's the trailer. I lived in the public eye. And I really believe a lot of what they said. Diva. Serial bride. How do you feel about your butt? You did not just ask me that. I did. If I was in front of Jennifer Lopez and she said, you can't sing, I'd go, neither can you. I said to her once, doesn't this bother you? And she said, I expected this. Do you think you'll be nominated for an Oscar? I mean, I hope so. Kessler's first review is Jennifer Lopez is Oscar worthy. It was hard. I just had a very low self-esteem. I had to really figure out who I was and believe in that and not believe anything else. Why is there so much ba- like media backlash and public criticism of, of her? I thought she was one of the good popular people. I was asking myself the same question in my head when I was watching this documentary because I think I was a J-Lo fan and maybe I mm. blocked out all the negativity, but when it's all sort of put together in like a highlights reel, you mm. realise how incredibly mean the media were to her and how her public life and her body was more of a headline than her acting and singing ability. It was so surprising. It's it is a Maz Compton must must watch. I had a smile on my face for some of it. I cried for some of it. A roller coaster of emotions. All right. Strap into the roller coaster. On Nettie? On Nettie. All right. Get it. Well, that's a wrap for Maz and Lakey. But you can catch any moment from the show anytime you like. Download our free listener app, then search for Maz and Lakey. Follow us and you get anything you missed and exclusive behind-the-scenes content. Maz and Lakey.